be seated. Today, churches around the world will recite and reenact the story of this parade of Jesus and his followers into the city of Jerusalem. At the same time, most thought it was procession at that time, most thought it was a procession headed towards the Passover, which is why there were so many pilgrims in Jerusalem in the first place. But since we know what happened later in the story, today we see this parade as a lead up to crucifixion. All the same, it was a parade. And the way it is described in scripture doesn't give the full picture of what it must have looked like to the people in Jerusalem that day. Because, you see, under Roman occupation, there was always a parade into the city for Passover, but not with a Jewish leader and not on a donkey. When Rome took over Jerusalem a generation or two before Jesus was born, the Roman general Pompey entered the temple, including the Holy of Holies, the most interior and sacred part of the temple. And for Jews, this was a desecration. It was a way of not only disrespecting their religion, it was also a way of using Roman imperial religion to undermine it. Because you see, Pompey was there on behalf of another god, the emperor. So every year thereafter, there were riots and uprisings during Passover as Jews gathered in their holy city to remember the story of God rescuing them from slavery and establishing the covenant with them. The population of the city swelled with pilgrims, growing from around 40,000 to more than 200,000. Tensions were high. Rome could not tolerate rebellion, and so every year just before Passover, the Roman governors organized a military parade from their headquarters in Caesarea Philippi on the coast into Jerusalem. This march from west to east would have been a display of power that included foot soldiers with weapons, loud drums, ornate flags, and mounted cavalry. On that first Palm Sunday, Pilate would have been the official at the heart of the imperial parade. At the time of the central religious observance of the Jewish people, he would have been making a show of a different theology, which considered the Roman emperor a god. In this religion of the empire, the emperor was called son of God, lord, and savior. So you can see from these titles why the followers of Jesus would have seemed seditious to the Romans, because they called Jesus by the same titles. On the other side of town, Jesus and his Jewish followers organize a very different sort of parade. 
In fact, seen in the light of the March of Pilate's troops, it seems very different indeed, almost a parody. Jesus enters the city from the east, moving in the exact opposite direction to Pilate. Jesus is riding a donkey, not a military horse. His crowd welcomes him with branches and shouts of Hosanna, which in Aramaic means, save us. They cry to Jesus exactly what the Romans shout to Caesar, save us. There can be no doubt that the Palm Sunday Parade is a political demonstration, it's a protest. These two parades, the march of Caesar from west to east and the march of Jesus from east to west, represent two very different worldviews and ways of living. Jesus and his followers are making a statement. This is a conflict between the kingdom of Caesar and the kingdom of God. The crowd with Jesus is not elite, they are peasants. They were powerless even before Rome came. It was a crowd of unremarkable, unimportant, vulnerable people. And what courage they must have had to gather the way they did and say the things they said. They traveled with Jesus from the countryside into a city increasingly fortified with enemy troops. These are people who needed the message Jesus brings. And what was that message? Jesus is leading a march of justice, grace, and peace set against brute power, violence, and oppression. It's hard for us in 2023 to imagine the stark difference between the marchers in these two parades. A few weeks ago, Professor Bill Greenway at Austin Presbyterian Seminary preached something that is becoming a kind of mantra for me. And it's about this message that Jesus was giving to people who needed it so badly. He said, Jesus didn't speak truth to power. He spoke love to power. That is what Jesus was doing on Palm Sunday and what the crowd was celebrating. The Lord and the Savior will not be coming from Rome. Salvation will be coming from the God of Israel, the God worshipped in the temple that the Romans had desecrated. Salvation will come from this humble man on a donkey. Jesus called that crowd, and he calls us to see the world differently. Differently from the oppressors who use violence to maintain political and economic control. Differently from the oppressed who only have been conditioned to see violence or accept it as the only way to survive. Jesus is leading us in this parade literally in the opposite direction to those ways of life. Some people got the message right away. For most, it took time. 
It's hard to understand the power of humility, service, and love when you've been under the thumb of Jesus. In fact, centuries of Christians have used Jesus' parade to legitimize wars and exploitation of all kinds. We keep trying to get Jesus to join our parade. But Jesus didn't come to bless our wars, our oppressive systems, our empires. He came to lead us in a whole different direction, toward a very different kind of kingdom. Today we remember that first Palm Sunday parade. We have palms and readings that remind us of the actions on that day. The point of all this is not mere remembrance, however. The point of observing Palm Sunday is to recommit ourselves to being in the right parade, the one that Jesus led, not the one that empire led. The history of the church and of Christians through the ages demonstrates that we need to recommit on a regular basis. There is always a temptation to slide into siding with the political and economic powers of empire, of nations and corporations and armies and technology. It's easy to feel powerless over the people and organizations that seem to have so much control over our lives. But we are followers of a different sort of leader, one who speaks love to power and asks us to do the same. We are called to humility, not pride, service, not exploitation, peace, not violence. We are called to love. As we march through Holy Week together, look for the reminders along Jesus' journey of the direction in which he is leading us. It is not toward death, but toward life. It is not away from empire, but toward the kingdom of God. Amen.